You're listening to the Geriatric Mamas Podcast with Jessica Raziri and Sonia Tapley. We're Jessica and Sonia, two ladies who decided to live their best lives before having kids in our mid to late 30s. Neither of us were familiar with the term geriatric pregnancy before getting pregnant. Who is? It's not something that usually comes up in casual conversation. And it's not typically something that women advertise while sharing their expecting. It feels humiliating, embarrassing, almost shameful. So let's lean into it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geriatric Mamas podcast. I'm Jessica. And I'm Sonia. And we are lifelong besties going on 20 plus year friendship. We met at a high school job, the Clambake, Scarborough, Maine. Shout out. (laughs) Um, Both from Maine. Yeah, both from Maine. Sonia is still in Maine and I um, fled Maine years ago. And (laughs) now I am in Texas. So we are doing this remotely. So bear with us um, as we, this is the first time we've ever done this. So we're, we're dealing Mm -hmm. with, with a lot of technical issues right now. (laughs) So hopefully this comes out great. Hopefully this is actually recording. We don't really know, but um, we're just going to give it a try. So um, yeah, so yeah, basically um, I don't even know how to start this. Uh, (laughs) Do you want to start, Sonia? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I'll tell you a little bit about Geriatric Mamas. We are a blog and a podcast for any woman over the maternal age of 35 that's, you know, either actively trying or has successfully conceived. Um, Jessica and I uh, both had our babies late in our 30s. I conceived Annabelle when I was 38 and I had her when I was 39. Um, Jess, when can you tell us when you were? It's actually the same thing. So I had Hayden, um, I conceived Hayden at 38 and then had him at 39. So that's exactly the same for me as well. Um, But yeah, I mean, basically, we just kind of, I mean, I remember like the first time I heard the term geriatric pregnancy. And I know that apparently that's a term that started to go away (laughs) because people are finally catching on that it's very, very rude. It's insulting. It's yeah. just like WTF is going on here. Um, yeah. But we find it hilarious. And so um, the way that like Sonia and I deal with things that are just really uncomfortable or awkward is we laugh and we find the humor in it. And so this is definitely one of them. But um, yeah, so we basically just kind of wanted to create a safe space for all of you geriatric mamas out there um, who are feeling a little disconnected with um, the world as it's basically targeting the 20 something year olds. Um, And we just wanted a place for you guys um, to relate to. And so we're gonna basically gonna be talking about any and everything that our uh, geriatric minds can think of. So this can include fertility, (laughs) health, diet, exercise, fashion, entertainment, celebrity gossip, um, funny stories, life as a geriatric mama, parenting tips, recipes, trending topics. I mean, you name it, you know, um, it's just, we're just going to kind of let live and go for it. We're also going to have some, you know, harder conversations about topics Mm -hmm. that aren't covered enough. Um, we may cry, we may laugh, we'll definitely snort. Um, but yeah. There will be snorting for me. We all know that. It'll be lots and lots of snorting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I can start. Um, so when 
you know, I was younger and thought about having kids, I always kind of thought I would be in my 30s, you know, I didn't really think I would, you know, want to be a young mom because I had career goals and, um, you know, goals to go on vacations and traveling and just live life before um, getting pregnant. And so um, I waited and just thought I had my whole life to get pregnant. Um, because you know, that's, that's how we think when we're young. Um, so I decided to, you know, just focus on my career and having a great time. And then when it came time for my husband, Michael and I to try to have a baby, um, it took a long, like it was taking a long time. It was taking longer than I thought it should. We were trying for four years naturally. I mean, we weren't, you know, we weren't like super stressed or super worried about it. Um, cause we knew eventually we would have a baby, whether we had to do fertility treatments or whether we had it naturally or whether we were going to adopt. Um, adoption was something that I had considered since I was really young because I had a close friend who was adopted and she was just really close with her family. And it was just a really special bond she had. So I wasn't really worried about the whole situation of getting pregnant, even though it was taking a long time. Um, but then as I was creeping up into my later thirties, I realized I don't have as much time as, you know, as, some women do. So I was thinking about doing some fertility treatments because I really wanted to have um, a Tapley boy. <laughs> I wanted I wanted a little boy um, to carry on the family name. And um, so we decided to do IVF. We kind of researched the local um, best IVF doctors and we heard some great things from friends about this one doctor um, at Boston IVF. And um, we decided to go with that doctor. And um, there was just no question in my mind that whole time that we would get pregnant from IVF. Um, of course, we ended up deciding we wanted to do this right before COVID hit. <laughs> and um, we had our first doctor's appointment um, November of 2019 and had everything scheduled for January. And then a couple of work trips got scheduled during our initial start date of IVF. So we had to push it back. We went on some vacations and then COVID happened. <laughs> and, um, that I remember pushed... that yeah. were getting so frustrated. Cause it was like, you were supposed to start treatment and then right. it was like, Oh God, we got locked down again. And then it's supposed to start treatment. And then your work kept giving all yeah. these, putting all these trips on your calendar too. Right. Um, right. Took forever for you to even get started with that. Yeah. So, I mean, my mind was just really casual about it the whole time. Oh yeah, no big deal. Like eventually, but then once COVID hit, I, I did get frustrated. Like Jessica could tell I was super frustrated because I just wanted to have my baby in my arms already. Um, so we finally got started with the process in June of 2020. Um, I had my egg retrieval and then, um, we did the whole testing to see, um, you know, about any abnormalities with the embryos and to check the gender of the embryos. And we got our results back sometime in early August, um, maybe late July. And we had one viable embryo, embryo left and out of the whole process. And it was a girl. <laughs> so like Jessica was like, actually one of my first phone calls besides Mike, um, to be like, Hey, you know, so we have one viable embryo. It's a girl what do we do? Do I want to have this girl right now? Or do I yes. want to try? I know Jessica was like, yes. yes. Like, what and are you, I was well, like, you know, a question. yes, 
right? <laughs> and I was like, or should we, because our doctor really wanted us to try for more embryos because of my late maternal geriatric age. He was very concerned that we wouldn't be able to have another baby if I didn't get on it right away. So we decided to just go ahead because I didn't really care. I was like, I'm meant to be a girl mom. This is my baby girl. And so we scheduled our uh, embryo transfer for August 27th. And our we already had named her at that point. And um, she stuck and we got our baby girl. And so we just have our two year old running around like a happy little princess now. She's the cutest little button <laughs> like you've ever seen. Like literally, Thank she's you. your legit mini me. <laughs> It's hilarious. She, she really, like, truly is. It's just like take you and put you in like miniature form and that's Annabelle. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Thank you. Thank you. I it's know so she's, she's a lot of fun. She's definitely my twin outwardly and inwardly. Um. So do you regret ha- – well, obviously you don't regret having Annabelle. Mm-hmm. That's not my question. Do you regret <laughs> waiting later in life? Like if you could go back and – rewind how everything happened would you would you change anything or are you do you like how things turned out um I I actually I I don't only because you know like relationship just want to make sure that you know I was secure in my relationship at the time and um we were both ready to have a baby um so I actually don't regret the timing per se. And I'm really glad that we gave it our all in terms of trying naturally before we went IVF. I think maybe if anything, since we had tried for four years, I might've just been slightly more, more urgent on the IVF side of things. I was just, you know, really busy with work. Um, so I think if anything, like, I just know we tried. And so we were, we weren't really putting off the whole trying situation, but I think maybe putting off IVF, I would have gotten on it just a little bit sooner. Like Mm -hmm. maybe started in like 2016 or 17 or something like that with IVF. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, because I mean, you, you've been with Mike for just as long as I've been with Adam. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's like, sometimes I it's so easy to, you know, when we were struggling the way that we were, it was so easy to look back and be like, Oh, my God, we met when we were 25 and 26. Why? Like, why did we not like, jump on it at that point? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, start trying, you know, but honestly, good thing I didn't I was I was not any type of human that you would want raising another human at that point in my life. Like I was so selfish. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I it's it's incredible that I'm still here to talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because know it's just like, I was not the same person that I am today, and so I know yeah. that I. I mean, obviously, like if I had gotten pregnant, then I would have gotten my shit together. I would like to think I would have gotten my shit together faster and figured it out and made it work. But I just was so selfish. Mm -hmm. I just I didn't really think about anybody else but me at that time. And Mm -hmm. I just don't think I would have given Hayden the best version of myself this version of point. yourself yeah yeah I was definitely more attractive then but, <laughs> but my mind was definitely um still growing at that point yeah so our minds were still developing in our early yeah. 30s <laughs> I mean my my story is 
is pretty similar. I mean, basically like really just wasn't, I thought I had forever, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I just, it's like, I don't know. Like I just had all these visions and dreams of things that I wanted to accomplish and do before I settled down. Um, and then it's like, you know, I was like, okay, when I'm 30, that's when I'm going to start trying. Well, then I hit 30 and I'm like, I'm just not in any place in my life to start trying right now. Like I'm still trying to figure out my career. I'm still trying to figure out who I am. And so it's like, I just really like, you know, kept living the good life and, you know, just doing me and just focusing on um, my relationship. And also Adam took incredibly long time to put a ring on it. So that definitely delayed things quite a bit, not bitter, but I mean, seriously. Um, so finally, when we were at a point where we were like, okay, you know what, we're married, we're ready to go. We got married. I was 36 when we got married. And so, you know, definitely at that point considered advanced paternal age since it's mm -hmm. over 35. Um, <laughs> and so imagine my surprise when I'm thinking about all this time and I'm like, 36 is a great time to start trying. And then I start researching stuff and everybody's calling me a friggin' geriatric. And I'm like, right rude like what are you talking about <laughs> um but yeah so we got married at 36 and um i wanted to have a honeymoon baby adam wanted to wait a little bit longer and so we waited a little bit a few months in after getting married um and we sort of were trying not really um and got pregnant mm -hmm. um and i it it got pregnant like very fast, like right away. And I was just like in shock. Sonia was the first person that I reached out to. I sent her a picture of the pee stick and I'm like, is this mm -hmm. for real? And she's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yes, it's real. I took like so many of them. I was freaking out. I'm like, yeah, okay, shit just got real. Like, I like, are we actually ready for this? Like, I don't know. Like we just got married. We were going to like, we had all these things we were going to do. Um, and, um, Unfortunately, the that decision was, you know, kind of taken out of my hands for me when we miscarried, mm -hmm. um, you know, but at that time, you know, obviously it was painful, but I looked at it as like, you know what, um, when, when we're pregnant, I want to be like overjoyed. I don't want to be freaking out. I want to be excited about it. And it's not that I wasn't excited. It's just, I was freaking, I was freaking the fuck out basically. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what am I going to do? And yeah. so, um, you know, we just kind of focused on, we were remodeling our house. Like it just really wasn't a good time. And so we, um, put that aside, continued remodeling our house, just living our life. And then it was like, um, you know, several months later, I want to say like probably like five or six months later, um, we decided to start trying again. So we get pregnant, um, about three months in after trying and, um, I remember this, it was around Thanksgiving and I was at work and I'm on my way to work and well, actually before I get into that. So, um, I have to tell you guys like how I told Adam, <laughs> I actually <can't laughs> still have like the video. So I, uh, um, basically I, I took, uh, what was it? Lipstick. And I went on the mirror and I drew like this giant penis. And then I drew like cum bubbles coming out of the penis. And then inside one of the cum bubbles was the pregnancy test. And it was like, look what you made with your penis. <laughs> so that was on the bathroom mirror, like huge room to get home. I mean, it's classic. And so he comes home, he sees that we have a moment of video recording it. I'm so excited about it. Um, we tell his dad, you know, we were very like, just, you know, um, 
just not just very naive about the whole thing. I think we assumed like you're even though we had gone through a miscarriage, I think we were just like, well, this is what we want. This is real that we were trying like this is it, you know. And so um, we told him he was all excited. And then it was literally like two days later, I'm on my way to work. And I start noticing I had like um, cramping my lower left um, abdomen. And I start freaking out. I start Googling, what does this mean? And it, you want to hang on to the positive blogs, not like the negative blogs are telling you like the inevitable is happening. So long story short, um, that one did not stick. We ended up losing that. And that was very hard to put, wrap my head around, especially with the fact that um, it was like two or three days later, my cousin uh, called me to tell me that she's pregnant. And then I also had a coworker at work who also shared the news around that same time that she was pregnant as well. So it was, it was all around me and I had to sit here and put on a friend and family hat and be like, that's great. I love that for you guys. And while I'm sitting here broken. So that was fun. Um, so we continued trying, you know, more and more finally, and it just like nothing, we weren't um, successful. And then, so I went to my OB, we did like some blood tests and found out that my AMH, um, what does that stand for? By the way, AMH. Um, I'm not sure we need to look that up. Google. Basically it's like the level to, it's basically like, um, it, it indicates your ovarian reserve. So it basically mm -hmm. gives you an idea of roughly like your likelihood of conceiving naturally, um, you know, how, how much longer you have to being fertile, <laughs> sort of, there's, mm -hmm. there's a better explanation. We'll, we'll look into that. But anyway, so the number was low. It wasn't to my favor. It was referred to a fertility clinic. I went there. They were awful. I'm not going to say their names, but I could totally blast them right now. They're terrible. So mm -hmm. here's a tip. Um, do your research, read mm -hmm. reviews. Um, one doctor's treatment plan could be very different from another doctor's treatment plan. One doctor may give you a you know, a diagnosis of like, oh, it's, you know, 3% chance while the other one could be like, oh, this is great. You have like a 40% chance. You know what I mean? So it's just different perspectives, different um, methods of doing things. Um, if you don't feel right, listen to your gut. I spent way too long. I spent, I want to say a little over a year of my time wasted with this particular clinic. A lot of money spent, didn't have insurance. So that was hard. Um, so we went through, they were doing like what they call like, I did like numerous rounds of I, IUI with them, failed. Um, did a few rounds of what they were calling mini IVFs, failed. Um, and I really felt like they were just kind of like tossing me in a bucket. Like they're like, okay, here's her age. Here's her AMH. This is her generic treatment plan that we give all the old bitches, <laughs> you know, with these stats, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It was like one size fits all treatment plan. Um, and her logic was, you know, if you have a car that can only go 40 miles per hour, it doesn't matter how much you press the gas, it's only going to go 40 miles per hour. Okay, that kind of makes logic. But like, last I check, I don't have a fucking engine, you don't put mm -hmm. gasoline in me, like, I'm not a fucking car, I'm a human being. So mm -hmm. maybe it's not that black and white. <laughs> yeah. Um, so needless to say, um, we finally made the switch. I did research, I found this other doctor. Amazing. Um, Dr. Koo, shout out Dallas IVF. 
He's awesome. Um, and he was just like, literally like we had our consult with him and, you know, Adam and I were just beaten down. Like I, I literally felt like from the last doctor that I was just this like old decrepit woman with these raisins for eggs that I was Mm. trying to turn into a baby. And like the likelihood of it happening was just like (laughs) not a thing. And she just really made me feel really down on myself. And like, I was almost like foolish for even like trying, you know? Um, Whereas Dr. Koo was just like a ray of sunshine. He looked at my lab results and he was just like, this isn't bad. This is great. Like, you know, definitely, um, you know, need to give this a go. His treatment plan was way more aggressive. He was just like, no, I say we dial it up. I say we rev the engine. And he's like, I say we like, you know, he just complete opposite night and day. And in the meantime, he encouraged us to still keep trying naturally on our own. Um, we did, uh, so the last place we did, um, the first, the first round we only got, she collected two eggs Um, for the mini IVF she did. And then the second round, she collected three eggs and then none of them made it to embryos. Well, they made it to embryos and they all died. So nothing resulted into a a train. Well, we did one transfer with like a really low grade embryo. And of course it didn't turn into anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So then Dallas IVF, the first um, egg retrieval we did uh, was uh, we got nine. He thought we were going to get 12 when we got in there and we got nine, which I was still like, better than two or three. So it's great. Um, and then, um, unfortunately, you know, they all, they all took to embryos, but then, um, on the last day there was only one. So none of them made it to frozen. We had one again, low grade. It was slightly better than the last one, but it was a low grade embryo. Um, we did a fresh transfer and it didn't stick, but, um, I left that experience feeling way more optimistic because then he was like, you know what, we're going to try it again. We're going to, you know, really get in there, be more aggressive. And then that second time, um, I think we did actually end up getting 12 eggs that time. And then it was like, um, I think, uh, eight of them turned into embryos. Um, it was the same situation. We didn't have any freezing, whatever. Um, but we were getting ready. He was just like changing. He never once was giving up on me. He was just kind of like changing around the treatment plans and stuff. And so we were getting ready to, um, we were, we were preparing for our fourth round of IVF. And, um, we finally figured out our insurance situation. We moved myself over to my husband's insurance plan that had fertility coverage. And, our, our fertility coverage was going to be in effect on February 1st. And on January 27th, we found out we were pregnant <laughs> naturally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we didn't know that that could happen. You know, it happened twice before didn't work. And so of course we were excited. We were scared. I mean, you know, is this going to work? Um, I'm, I was taking so many supplements at this point. I'd been routinely going to <laughs> acupuncture. So my body was different than it was the last time. So I was hopeful that maybe that meant that this will stick around. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we go, they do blood work. My numbers kept increasing, increasing, increasing. Um, I'm going to get emotional. We saw the heartbeat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just like remembering, but yeah, it was just like, you know, like I I, I remember hearing all those stories like, Oh, it was in between 
their treatment plans and it was like they weren't even trying well we were trying but like you know there was in between their treatment plans and all you know miraculously they got pregnant on their own i'm just like mm-hmm. fuck off like that's not gonna yeah. happen to me that's just a story <laughs> no guys like i will i'm here to say it can happen to you um mm-hmm. don't give up just keep trying and it could happen and you know now um we have our, our miracle baby. He's, he's our mm-hmm. rainbow Hayden. He's nine months old. Um, he's amazing. He's everything. He's mm-hmm. just, he's definitely worth, worth the wait. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was hard, obviously journey to get here, but mm-hmm. I think that, I think it maybe had to be a struggle for a reason. I'm trying to figure out what that reason is, but I'm yeah. a firm believer everything happens for a reason. Um, I'm definitely very, very grateful for him, but yeah, yeah, no, he's- it was a, long heart wrenching Mm -hmm. process for sure. Mm -hmm. I remember I was like basically going through it step by step with you. Like every time I remember crying several times, it was so rough. Yeah. Like Sonia was literally like my other, (laughs) she was like my other like nurse practitioner on the side because she had gone through all this (laughs) stuff before. So it's like, I would come home with this treatment plan and be like, this is what they told me. This is what they're putting me on. She'd be like, that's it. Especially with the last place you were like, why are they only putting you on this? Why are they only doing this? Why aren't they doing this? And I'm just like, I don't know. They're giving Mm -hmm. me progesterone to shove up my twat. I'm like, that's not a thing. Sorry. That's disgusting. Give me the shot. (laughs) Like it was just, it was a mess. Um, It's so funny because my place never once discussed the little things that you shove up your twat for progesterone. They never once discussed it with me. It was always, okay, like let us know and then we'll start your injections. And it was, there was never a conversation about that. So I was so confused when you were going through that. The last place? The last place like loved shoving things in my twat. Like any chance they got, they were shoving things in there. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, estrogen pills, we're gonna shove those in there. Oh, progesterone, we're gonna shove those in there. And finally, I was just like, for the estrogen, it was like, um, it said on the bottle, you can either insert vaginally or take orally. And I'm like, I'm gonna take these orally, so that's great. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was just like, and then like the new the new place I went to was just immediately injections and oral Mm -hmm. medications, and they were just like, yeah, no. I I mean, you lose half of the stuff. Like the second you stand up, it all comes out in your underwear. So it's like, what the fuck was the point of that? Right. Right. It makes no sense. I it don't makes no it. sense. I was so confused right from the start. I'm like, this, are you sure? Like, this place doesn't sound legit to me. Can we move on? Can we? <laughs> the, the, the struggle was, was definitely, definitely real. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But. I mean, the two of us, I mean, I make mine sound so easy with Annabelle, but um, before we even started, you know, IVF, there were so many things that I I did to try to set myself up for success so that I knew I wasn't missing one little detail of like what could go wrong. I was, I was a little extra. It was very type A about the whole situation. And I don't necessarily know that we would have gotten different results if it weren't for that. But you know, I was on specific supplements. I was also going to acupuncture. My acupuncture person had so many suggestions for me outside of, you know, medic medical advice. Um, that I, I feel loved my acupuncturist. Yeah. She was just like so amazing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I would have done without that extra support system outside of Mm-mm. you know the medical part of IVF and fertility. You know. Yeah. No. I mean, one thing through like going through this process is you know, 
that I've learned and I had to learn the hard way is that it's definitely not a one size fits all thing. What works for some, like IVF worked for Sonia, it didn't work for me. I've mm -hmm. learned that my body responds best to more natural approaches. You know, mm -hmm. each time that I got pregnant was from just good old fashioned sex. It wasn't from, you know, all of the, you know, um, injections and medications and amplifying egg count and retrievals. And it wasn't, you know, through any of that, it was, it was truly through natural methods. Um, and I, I would just say like, you know, just keep trying. If you, if you have your heart set on that baby, you know, there's, you know, who's to say that it, don't let anyone tell you that it's, it's not going to happen for you I right. mean, because there's definitely many different ways to get there. Um, there's definitely a lot of holistic approaches, which we have on our blog. Um, I put together, compiled a list of some that I've tried as well as others that I've heard about or news, news of some people trying. So definitely check that out. It's in the fertility section on our blog. Um, and also there's so many supplements out there, which can get mm. overwhelming. We've also um, put together a blog on different supplements that we've tried as well. So definitely make sure to check that out as well. Yeah. And, you know, just so you know, we do have like maybe one, maybe two direct mama friends who have gotten pregnant naturally with no issues. I think maybe just one. Maybe just, just one. one. It's just one. <laughs> just just one. the one. It's my cousin. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. So, um, it's, she looks you know, like a little Barbie. Mm -hmm. She's, yeah. Very so. healthy, very fit. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank right now. <laughs> no, that's, that's okay. I think it's mostly just yeah. because, um, you know, we're just, telling you guys who we are and our stories and it just so happens that to get to this geriatric mamahood you know we we kind of went through we went through a lot we don't we don't know very many people who haven't um just mm -hmm. the one um well and that's one thing too that's been so surprising to me is like you know since coming out with this podcast that we're going to mm -hmm. do this, like so many people have been reaching out to me been like, Oh my God, that's amazing. I want to be a guest. I want to talk about it. If you need anybody yeah. and even like opening up about, you know, my miscarriages and mm -hmm. the struggles that I had. And I've had so many people DMing me on Insta being like, Oh my God, like I have a similar story. And so, yeah. you know, there's definitely voices that need to be heard. And, you know, our goal essentially for this podcast is to, you know, really just kind of give, you know, all of those 35 plus something year old mamas, um, or even the mamas to be a place to, to talk, you know, mm -hmm. a, a lot of one thing that I found really frustrating, you know, when I was researching, when I was trying to get, um, pregnant, it's all like mommy bloggers, influencers, brands, they all cater to like the 20 something year olds, the early 30 year olds. Mm -hmm. And because it's like, that is obviously we're not, we're not denying, like that is obviously the optimal time to conceive. Mm -hmm. I get it. You know what I mean? Like nobody's denying that that's not that's when you're 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 the most fertile. That's great. But it doesn't always work out like that for everybody. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like in in life happens and sometimes it doesn't happen the way that you want it to happen and that's okay. And so basically we just kind of want to create a safe space where um you know, we can all come together and know that we're not alone and it's very much normal and we just hope that people find us relatable feel like they're sitting on the couch with us and just the couple of girlfriends drinking wine 
or a mocktail if you're trying to get pregnant and just mm -hmm. having a chat. So <laughs> this is going to be very informal, as you can tell. Um, I think we, I personally, I know I have a lot of nervous energy right now. Um, so I think a few episodes in, we'll work out a lot of our kinks. Um, so bear with us, but, um, but yeah, we, ha we definitely have a lot of ideas. We're also open to ideas. Mm, um, yes, definitely. So, but, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, be sure to tune in next week. Uh, next week, actually, we're, this is gonna be really exciting. Our long lifelong bestie of 20 plus years. We have a lot of 20 plus years best there's actually like a group of like five of us <laughs> we're lucky in that way I feel like we're really lucky yeah. we're lucky we literally have a group. Mamas. yeah we mm -hmm. literally have a group it's funny my my bridal party um everybody was just like i'm like this is my best friend tiffany this is my best friend sonia this is my best friend kate this is my best friend mm -hmm. Amanda. they're like you have like so many best friends I'm like well like the thing is we've all known each other for 20 plus years so like mm -hmm. yeah it just kind of happens we've hung we've, we've stuck together but yeah. um but yeah, so she's uh, going to be uh, joining us um, and to talk about uh, birth stories. So both her and Sonia actually have, I'm not trying to laugh, Sonia, sorry, but they both have horrifying <laughs> stories. And I'm laughing because it's like when you hear what, the things that happen, it's just like, are you serious? Like, like I, I can't even wrap my head around it. Like, I was the asshole that literally had a scheduled C-section. I walk in and had a baby in my arms within like an hour or so later, like their stories are not like mm -hmm. that. So, um, we're going to dive into that and talk about that. So you guys won't want to miss out. Um, please follow, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. We need your support for more info. You can check out our website, geriatricmamas.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at geriatric underscore mamas on Twitter at geriatric mamas and follow our group page on Facebook, which is geriatric mamas noticing a trend here. Um, <laughs> if you have any topic ideas that you'd like us to discuss or are interested in being a guest or simply have a funny geriatric story to tell, you can email us at geriatricmamas at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye.